This is Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. You're listening to the Aligned Women podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If you want more time with your family and more money in your bank account, you're in the right place. Be sure to take our Aligned Practice quiz to find out how aligned your practice is. You can find it at www.alignedwomen.com forward slash quiz. Now sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. Hey there, welcome to a new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. This is your host, Dr. Danielle Eaton. In today's episode, you are going to hear a member spotlight. These member spotlights are actually content from our monthly membership program, the Foundations Program. And these member spotlights are designed with the intention of sharing with you the results that our members get. So I know that making an investment in a coaching program can be challenging, especially if you've always considered yourself to be uncoachable, or if you're just really like me, you're stubborn, you just want to run your practice the way that you want to do it. But yet you've had the sense of that you need some kind of support system or some kind of feedback or just not sure what it really is, but you know that you need something different to really run your practice and make it efficient and effective and be able to go home and have energy for your family at the end of the day. These member spotlights are a great way for you to get an inside perspective into what our members learn and what their results have been in our program. So I hope that these member spotlights will be useful for you over the next few weeks as we take a break from recording new content for the podcast for a summer break. Hey, have you heard about our upcoming new sister podcast to the Aligned Women podcast? That's right. We will soon be launching a new podcast for a different audience. The show will be called The Business of Being Well. So think about your referral partners who are naturopaths, acupuncturists, massage therapists, midwives, doulas, group fitness instructors, and yoga teachers, and invite them to join us in the free Facebook community where we will share how to grow a profitable practice without sacrificing more time with your family increasing your time freedom, expanding your impact as a holistic healer. You can invite your friends to join us by sending them over to alignedwoman.com forward slash the business of being well. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our March 2019 member spotlight. So we are here with Dr. Emily Forsgren today, and I am super excited for Emily to share with you about her experience as an Aligned Women member and also in the Inspired Women Mastermind and just a bit about her overall awesomeness. (laughs) So Emily, let's get started with you sharing a bit more about who you are and, and then also your practice too. Okay. Um, my name is Emily Forsgren. I practice in Lakewood, Ohio. It's the west side of Cleveland. Um, my, I came to chiropractic. It was a career change for me. So um, I had already been working for a bit in the non-profit world before 
um, coming to chiropractic. I also do acupuncture. Um, a lot of the people I serve in my practice are families, moms, babies. Um, and I do some functional medicine too. A, a big growing portion of my practice is fertility patients. And um, did I answer everything you asked? Yeah, I think so. What, what was it that um, attracted you to working with fertility patients? Huh. Well, um, I think having friends going through the infertility process was one thing. I know actually, too, my parents had um, fertility issues. So that was something my mom would, would talk about, how they had waited for a long time to have kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So I guess I'm kind of here because of someone working through fertility issues, too. But um, also, too, it's just... When I did start working with women who were trying to conceive or um, going through IVF, when they get that positive pregnancy test, that's like, there's never a better day in the office, like such exciting feedback and like that. Absolutely. A lot of people probably don't know this, but my current marriage is my second marriage. And in my first marriage, we struggled with infertility for five years. And the stress of that was a big contributor to our divorce. So it's something that, while it may not seem applicable to my life now because we have four kids, <laughs> um, it's, it's still something that I feel like really hits my heart too because I know how much that experience impacted me, especially being a chiropractor. I mean, I felt like if chiropractic worked, why wasn't it working for me? Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. So tell us a bit more about um, where you were at at the time that you discovered Aligned Women and what inspired you to join. Sure. Um, Well, I don't know if you even know this, but I was listening to Aligned Women when I was working in an associate job that wasn't very fulfilling. It was in Chicago. And I lived, um, I would take the train into work and I was working crazy hours and just not even practicing in a style that made me fulfilled. Um, and I would listen to the Aligned Women podcast on the train rides to and from that office. And I was just like, okay, there is another way to do things. And that actually, um, I'm not a mom. So, and I, I hope to be at some point, but um, when I remember being like, is this for me or not? So just throwing this out there for some people too, who think like, oh, I can't just market to one person because you were definitely marketing to moms who were chiropractors, but I was like, I need to get in on this. This is speaking to me. So um, I actually had been listening to the podcast and then you had some sort of like find out more about Aligned Women over a 15 minute phone call. And I put in, I'm not totally positive about the order of things, but I had put in my resignation and then, like, a half hour later, scheduled my I know. I, I remember that it was very close proximity. I don't know which one came first exactly. But, yeah, they were happening on, like, the same day. Yeah. I was like, I need going to help me get to the next step that I need to, um, to do what feels right for me. Yeah. Okay. So you were in Chicago at that time, and now you're in Ohio. So not only did you leave your associate position, but you also moved and, and started life in a whole new place although that place is where you have roots at 
Exactly. Yep. This is where yeah. I grew up. Um, yeah. Do you want me to tell you about how I got here? Though? Sure. Yeah. So then that was another thing. And I think this is like, it may sound woo-woo to some people, but just kind of creating that. I didn't have a big plan. And so that was a big leap, but I knew that I wasn't happy in my current job. I knew I wasn't using like my gifts and skills how I wanted to. And um, so it was kind of in the back of my head, I was going to be an associate and then I was going to open a practice. Um, and that was probably going to be in Cleveland where home was, but it just became too much. I couldn't be there anymore. So I resigned from that job. I became an aligned woman and <laughs> I went to um, a birth fit. It was, I think it was the first birth fit professional seminar and that was in Dallas. And that was maybe a week and a half later. So I, what I was saying was kind of woo woo. It was like creating space for like um, space in my life for the next step that I needed to take. That yep. was more energetically aligned with me. So I get to this seminar in Dallas and I meet Candice Masicki, who's one of the aligned women. And this was in September. She was having a baby in December, was, I think was planning on just kind of closing down her office for her maternity leave. But then we connected. I told her I was from Cleveland. And so I ended up, that was September. I ended up moving to Cleveland after being in Chicago for 14 years. Um, wow. A month and a half later and covered her maternity leave. And I'm still their part-time as an associate too. Wow. I didn't realize you had been in Chicago for that long. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Change is a big yes. shift. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. So somewhere along the way, then um, after you started working with Candace in her office, you also decided to open your own practice. Yeah. And that was so also... also oh, go ahead. Oh, that was always a part of the plan. And she knew about that from the beginning too. And we're on opposite sides of town. So it all works out. Yeah. How did you decide that you were ready to make that leap? Actually, um, I ended up looking at spaces and like the first space that I saw that really felt good and it seemed more affordable than I thought it was going to be too. I was just like, all right, let's get the ball rolling. And actually too, I had had the space. So another way Align Women was helpful for me. I had had the space and I remember I did one of the one-on-ones with one of the quarterly one-on-ones with you. And I kind of had everything ready, but I don't know what I was thinking. There was some sort of imaginary thing that I still had to get into place before opening. And you were like, well, what's hold like, why don't you just open? And so that was in April of last year. But I was thinking like, maybe I'll be open by July. But I had a space, I was paying rent, and I was just still like needing to fine tune my forms. There's, I don't know what, but that was helpful to just say, okay, I, I, I just make the website go live and do it. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a really great point that you share because a lot of people in the dream up phase of practice feel the same way. Like there needs to be some kind of, external validation or like some kind of sign from the outside of you that it's okay for you to get started. But really all we have to have to start our practice at the root of it is our knowledge, our hearts, our hands, a table to adjust on. That's probably ideal, a space to put that table in a way to schedule appointments, a way to accept money and you can get started. Yeah. Yeah. So you had all those things, like you had the table, you had a space, you had <laughs> your hands, your heart, your brain. Yeah. I didn't have cool. all the pictures on the wall or anything like that, but that nope. later it's still a work in progress and that's okay. 
Yeah. It's always a work in progress, right? I mean, always. As soon as you get something done, it's like, oh, then you see a way to improve it or change it to make it better. It's always a work in progress. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't wait till things are perfect because they're really never perfect. Right. Yeah. So it's been almost a year since you opened your own practice. Looking back over the past year, how do you feel? Are you happy that you got started when you did? Yeah, definitely. Very happy. I'm so like over the moon happy, very um, happy where I am. There's certainly busier weeks, slower weeks, and that kind of ebb and flow, and that's okay. Um, It's been really a good experience. There's been some learning curves and some um, mistakes along the way, but that's part of the game, I think. Yes, absolutely. What is um, what is one thing that you can look back and think, maybe I would have done this differently? Um, I had a lot, and I still am working through it, but a lot of weird, icky energy around money. Um, mm-hmm. so I started out with my fees being super duper duper low, and then I've actually increased my fees twice, and nothing bad happened from it. So, can you repeat that phrase? <laughs> <laughs> I've been open for less than a year. I repeat, I wait, I increased my fees twice and nothing bad happened. Actually, only good things happened when when I increased my fees. But were you afraid that bad things would happen? Oh yeah. So you increased your fees? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. even had um so, Oh, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I had a nightmare once about she like a, an acquaintance who came to see me as a patient. Um, I take insurance. And so that's another thing that I've been um, working through, but she hadn't met her deductible. So she, I had to send her a bill for service for her and her husband. And I was like, I had a dream that she was angry at me and like yelling at me about her bill. And then I, she called me to pay her bill uh, over the phone and then also to schedule. So it was like, she was like waiting for me to send it and expected it. But I was, I had all this negative energy in my head that like people don't want to pay me. And it's weird too. Like I've had people come to see me who I used to babysit for their kids. I had no issue at the end of the night babysitting being like, yeah, give me, give me the money. But I felt weird. Like, Oh, well we have a connection in history and like, I feel bad charging them. And I don't know. It's still something I'm working through, but. Well, what was one of the, one of the things that helped you move forward in either of those two times that you decided to increase your fees? Um, you felt afraid to do it, but you did it anyway. How did you do it anyway? Yeah, I think, um, I think in one way, having the, um, working at another office where people were paying for my services too, that showed me that like, okay, this, this will pan out. So I think it's, it's been very valuable to have like another space that I'm working in. Um, and I also getting really clear on things kind of, working through some things in the Inspired Women Mastermind too about um, kind of how much things cost to run a business here and the cost per visit and getting a little bit clearer mm-hmm. on these things. Yeah. So actually too, even just sitting down with a calculator and, or not actually a calculator, but the one on my phone. 
<laughs> Do they still make calculators that you can buy separate from the phone? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but sitting down with my phone and being like, okay, if I'm charging this amount per visit and see this many people a week, just playing with the numbers and saying, okay, if I just amplify my fees by this much, it's going to be could could equate to this much more in my pocket each year. And mm -hmm. that, that was a helpful exercise too. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's so awesome. And it's really important for other women to hear this from you because you are in the first year of your practice, you've opened, or excuse me, increased your fees two times. And there are lots of people who are trying to figure out how can they take home more money in their practice and thinking that they just need to see more patients to generate more revenue. But really the quickest way for us to increase our revenue is to increase our prices. Mm -hmm. And, um, the standard is to not in chiropractic, but like as a general business principle is to increase fees 10% two times a year. And I know probably no chiropractor that does that on a regular basis. Right. So that gives you a frame of reference. Um, if you haven't increased your fees this year and you want to take home more money, that's one of the very first things, if not the first thing to look at right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm glad that we dove into the money conversation because um, that was actually something I have forgotten for you was a, was a challenge for you, um, mm -hmm. but that you've also worked through and make it look easy from my perspective when you do it as well. Um, and that's one of our core principles, like having a healthy relationship with money, with the way that you manage your money and the way that you think and feel about money is essential to making more money. And that's why we're all in practice. We're all in practice to make money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just the reward for the work that we do. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about how you are managing your time and your energy, especially because you work in two different locations. You have your own practice that you're working on growing, and then you're working as an associate in another practice. What does that look like for you from day to day or from week to week? Sure. Um, well, the other practice is further away from me. So those hours right now, I'm just there Tuesday and Thursday evenings, and then um, maybe one Friday morning a month. So it's pretty... Um, that's kind of set in stone and, and um, keeps my time. It would be a nightmare if I tried to like shift my schedule every week. Um, and then I have been working on, um, I've been working on cluster booking at my office, which is still a challenge and something I'm working on. But when I do that, things are much better. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also, I know I need about, to like optimally like two yoga classes a week. And so I always, I don't necessarily do those at the same time, but I always put those on the schedule, usually on Sunday. I get onto the apps and find ones that are gonna fit into my schedule for that week. Um, I've also been doing Monday mornings as kind of my CEO time, white space time, which is really nice. It makes Sundays feel less like, oh, the weekend's over just because it, it's nice to have that kind of centering time to get the week going on the right start. Yeah. I'm with you. I use most of my time on Monday as CEO time in general. And I really like it because it allows me to have a longer Sunday. Essentially. I don't feel like I have to 
jump right into the start of the week, I can have a little bit of a longer transition from just focusing more on the time with my family to being a, a, like being in my work mode, if you will. I think that's yeah. another thing that you plant. You gave me that idea. Too. Well, awesome. But you're the one that's implementing it, <laughs> which is really key. I mean, all the things that we teach about in aligned women are great to hear, but you have to actually take action on them and implement them, which is why I asked you to be a member spotlight because I know that um, even though some of the things that we suggest or talk about in Inspire, the mastermind that you're in, for example, they might feel scary or uncertain. Is it going to work? Is it going to be okay? But you take action on it anyway. And then when you do, it always works out. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned yoga because I interestingly just kind of breezed past self-care as a core principle and went straight to time and energy management, which I mean, those two things are really closely related. Having a a solid self-care routine and a commitment to your self-care is a way that you protect your energy overall. Um, so thank you for that reminder. (laughs) Okay. Let's hear a little bit more from you about what you're doing in your practice, specifically the one that you own to help build a community and implement the pillars of communication in your practice. Yeah. Um, I have, um, well, actually, interestingly enough, piggybacking on the yoga in my community, there is a space called she collective. And it's kind of like a place that I, when I first went there, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is what I would have envisioned in some ways for my practice, like a space that is all about empowering women and educating them about, um, about their bodies and kind of normal function and nourishing themselves. And it was started by a lactation consultant um, who, and, and they do about five yoga classes a week. So it's not like a yoga studio, but, um, through that group, and they also have discussions and book groups and parenting groups. And through that group, I've met a lot of women who have, um, helped grow my practice just organically. So that's been a really, um, beneficial part of my practice. Um, I also, my mom's a lactation consultant and she's mostly retired now, but she has, um, there's a, a lot of women in the community who had worked with her and knew her. She had a, a lactation group that was just down the street from my office. So that was a really convenient, organic way um, that my practice grew with some of my ideal patients. And also, too, I'm sure that her influence got me interested in some of the women's health aspects of my practice. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't think I've ever made that connection before, but of course, yes. Um, cool. Yeah, those are two of the big ways. Um, also, too, it's funny, just like going to my own doctor. She's been a referral source, too, just from going to my primary care physician. She's right down the street, too. So that was mm-hmm. another way that just – I never thought of myself as a big marketer or those sorts of things, but I love connecting with people. So just the connection with people has been big. Also, this is, since this is my hometown, it was funny. I had a new patient call me yesterday – um, she was someone I went to high school with, didn't know at all, but I had hung, connected with um, some old friends from high school who I hadn't seen for a really long time. And one of them posted a picture on Instagram 
And then she was like, yeah, so I just, it still blows my mind. I'm not a big social media user, but it's amazing how, you know, I go out and have dinner with some friends and the next night someone's calling because they had seen that we went out to dinner together and didn't know what I was doing. So yeah, that is awesome. I, I really love to hear this because um, you just being you is what is building your practice first and foremost, right? There's like not a secret funnel hacking system that you've implemented or um, some kind of um, sales conversion tactic. It's just you being authentically yourself. Yeah. Cool. Um, which is really important, by the way, if you're in the startup phase of practice, there's a bug that keeps flying in my face. If I'm like making this face, it's not you, it's the bug. <laughs> it will go away. It's been with me for like days, literally. And I keep thinking that I've killed it. So maybe there's more than one bug. Maybe we should find the source of the bugs. Um, but in the startup phase of practice, that phase is all about making relation, building relationships with people, really building trust with people who are influencers in your community locally um, and getting to know the other local business owners and other professionals who also support your ideal patients so that they know what you do, they trust you, they refer to you, and you also reciprocate, of course, to their, their business as well. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about in that phase. So if you're in the startup phase right now and you're not doing that and you're looking like looking at your marketing plan and wondering what's not working, then you need to spend more time building relationships with people as a real person. Okay, cool. Emily, thank you so much for everything that you've shared today. Do you feel like there are any other things that you would want to add for, let's say for a member who is in the dream up phase of practice, like she's here because she wants to start her own practice and she's, feeling like the process is moving more slowly perhaps than what she would like, or she's afraid of getting started, what would you want to share with her? I would definitely say to trust in the aligned women process and to use the resources there. Um, even if they feel scary and those sorts of things, but also too to spend time really thinking about what you want and kind of blocking out what everyone else is telling you, which is very aligned women oriented. Absolutely. Yes. Um, just, and it's helpful to, when I've had interactions with you where you're like, well, what, what do you want? Is that what you want things to look like? And it's like, oh yeah, well, that's a good question I could have asked myself. Um, so yeah, like if you're into journaling, what, whatever kind of works for you, um, take some solitude to just kind of get clear on those things. And you can't lose if that's, if you're kind of making decisions based on what really feels right to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And <clears throat> for a lot of us, when we're making decisions based upon what other people expect of us, that's where we feel like we are losing. Maybe not in those terms, but we feel overwhelmed. We feel depleted. We feel frustrated. Um, and just kind of like it's the grind instead of feeling excited about the future of your practice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, okay, this will be my last question and then we'll wrap up. What are some things that you are excited about for the future of your practice? Oh, um, one of the things I'm trying to grow a bit, and I had been thinking about it as um, an online offering, but I think I need to fine tune it a little bit. But I have some friends who are working on um, 
working with conception and preconception health and or fertility issues. And some of them have asked me like, oh, can we get like a group that comes together in your office? And so I, that's something that I'm planning on launching, just kind of taking baby steps towards, but, but soon doing something like that, like maybe a three month process where we meet two times a month and just kind of do some movement, go over nutrition. Um, but that's something I'm excited about. And I, I have some women I know who are very excited about it too. I'm excited hearing it. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So on that note, when this member spotlight becomes available in March, the uh-huh. how-to for March will have already been available. But if you've missed it, you'll probably want to go back to it because if you're hearing what Emily is sharing about um, building a sense of community with her ideal patients and her practice, the how-to for March is about how to create a Facebook group that supports your community. Not necessarily only for your patients. It could be if you felt that that's what you wanted it to be. Although there are some more specific parameters to consider there. But this Facebook group can help support your current patients and then also potential patients or just anyone in your community with a specific problem that you know that you can help solve. And for your people, Emily, that problem is feeling isolated and alone in their experience of conceiving or not conceiving, right? And um, and I know for myself, having been through that journey, it seemed like everywhere I looked, there were pregnant women all over the place. And, and I was like, God, like everybody else gets pregnant. Why am I not getting pregnant? What is wrong with me? And it would have been looking back on it now, really helpful for me to have support from other people who looked normal and healthy like I did, but were struggling with the same experience. Yeah. So that's something that I'm really excited to see you grow in your practice too. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. Awesome. Okay. Emily, thank you again so much for everything that you've shared today. We love you and we appreciate you. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Danielle. You're the best. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. If you've loved this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic who you know would love to be more profitable in her practice without sacrificing any more time with her family. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into how you can have both more time freedom and more financial freedom, be sure to take the Align Practice Quiz. You can join our newsletter and get your free copy of the quiz at alignedwomen.com forward slash quiz. You'll know in less than 15 minutes what you need to focus on right away to become present and profitable. We'll see you in your email inbox soon. Thank you.